are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon Cool, And we want to let you guys know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com. The place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get to the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Landon, we got a busy show today. We're going to be talking yeah. about the, the Cowboys win over the Eagles on Saturday night. That game feels like it was... Uh, just days ago, um, <laughs> we got to talk about the Cowboys now being the third seed in the NFC, kind of mm-hmm. improbable, and their round one playoff opponent. But how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I mean, you know, I gotta say, it's it, the NFL would be absolutely incredible if I if my team won in a blowout every Saturday and I got to watch NFL football uh, kind of free of panic uh, every Sunday. That would be yeah. quite an experience. But uh, so I, I really enjoyed today. Uh, and obviously the games were fantastic and, and obviously some interesting results for the Cowboys that we're going to discuss. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and start there. The yeah. Cowboys, they do beat the Eagles on Saturday night, 51 to whatever the Eagles scored. Uh, it didn't matter. 26, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. They they won that game and they actually moved up a little bit. It was the one scenario that played out where the Cowboys actually moved up in the seeding. Uh, they will be the third seed now and they will host the 49ers. Uh, just kind of off the top, because we're going to have all week to talk about this, but what do you think about the Cowboys moving up from four to three? And are you, uh, are you nervous about this matchup? You know, I, I don't necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I don't necessarily love the opponent change. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they, they were both going to be tough games, but I, I also think that, you know, these are the kind of games you've got to win. If you want to win a Super Bowl. you're going to have tough opponents here on out. You just need to realize that the NFC is tough. Uh, especially, you know, I, I thought New Orleans may have been a little bit more of a, even more, you know, kind of a cookie cutter or a, a cookie, a, a, puff, a puff pastry. I don't know. I'm looking for a soft <laughs> reference that, that wasn't so offensive, but yeah. I thought that, I thought that New Orleans would have been a little bit of an easier kind of entry, last minute entry. But now that San Francisco sneaks in, you look at the final slate of NFC uh, playoff uh, of opponents and and it's it's daunting top to bottom frankly because uh, even the teams that are kind of at the bottom and maybe they don't have the uh, uh, great great records they're coming into the tournament you know playing good football and playing the kind of football uh, that makes them you know the, uh, the types that could potentially upset the the, the higher seated folks like uh, you know your your Tampa Bay's your your Cowboys your Green Bay's eventually so uh, it, I do think that you know it's good that the Cowboys moved up in the seating. Uh, but I, I think, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup going against San Francisco. I don't know if it's necessarily a net win or loss there because uh, I think both opponents were going to be difficult. Yeah, I, I posted this on Twitter. I said I, I don't love this matchup for the Cowboys because I, I think the, we've been talking about this all year, Lane, and like if there's going to be one team that just kind of runs at them over and over again, it's the 49ers, right? Yeah. And that's their biggest weakness. But a lot of people are thinking, well, we always talk about how important the quarterback matchup is and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I don't love this matchup for the, for the Cowboys, but we'll talk about it all, all week long and we'll see uh, what, what kind of develops there. But one thing that is really important about moving up to the third seed, if you were to happen to beat the 49ers this week, now you don't have to play the Packers in round two, right? Because you're the third seed 
it would guarantee you that you would play, let's say, Tampa Bay, who they played the Eagles in round one. That's a big, big advantage, not having to go to Lambeau in round two. Yeah, and actually, I think that's why I prefer this uh, uh, route than than the fourth seed. I mean, I know third is better than fourth, obviously, yeah. but it's it's really about the fact that the Lambeau, uh, the, the Packers have the number one seed, and by getting into the third seed, you you likely, I mean, you definitely avoid that second round trip to Green Bay. I mean, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna ultimately, you want to have one more shot for them to slip yeah. up before you potentially have to play them in the NFC Championship on the way to the Super Bowl uh, again. You can't be afraid to play any of these teams at this point of the year. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to feel like you got you got to beat any one of them because that's that's what it takes to win the Super Bowl. But uh, I do think that I'll take my chances uh, with Tom Brady and 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 uh, and and the Bucks if I have to uh, versus playing you know Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, uh, you know in the division titles in the division round of the playoffs. So yeah, and, uh, and there's a, I think you it's, know, there's a chance that. Yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But yeah. if you if you beat the 49ers and you beat the Bucks, there's a chance that you could technically host another home playoff game, right? You could host the championship game because the NFC is deep, right? Like if the if the Cardinals go and or the let's say it's the Rams. If the Rams beat the Cardinals and then the Rams go up to Lambeau and beat Green Bay, it would not surprise me at all, right? No, I mean, there's just a lot of volatility. I mean, like I said, I think all these NFC teams are are are, are tough, tough, tough outs in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't want to play any of these teams. Um, so, okay. I, you know, I, I think it's anything's going to happen week to week. The more opportunity you have to play at home and, and in comfortable uh, conditions, I think obviously it's going to help. Uh, and the more opportunities you get to play games that are not specifically in Lambeau, uh, I think that's also going to help as well. So, uh, you know, maybe y- you worry about the matchup here versus San Francisco. And, and I, you know, I don't disagree with some of that. Um, we'll get into it throughout the week. But I, I you know, especially the way Arizona played uh, against us a few weeks ago and the fact that they're getting D-Hop back, the fact that they're getting Watt back, uh, I think, you know, maybe I'll take my chance on a new opponent. Uh, especially a team that could, that's want to, wanting to run the ball. I feel more confident in this team's ability to stop the run, despite what happened against the Eagles early on. I feel more confident in this team's ability to stop the run than I did at previous points, like in the last year, you know, plus. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is 100% covered in real chocolate. Most Built Bars only contain 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at Built.com. You get a lot of great flavors, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream. Go to Built.com, use LOCK15 for the promo code to get 15% off your next order. Uh, we'd also like to tell you guys about OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. We'd like to thank them. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs to providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make even smarter bets. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest betting news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the Cowboys' win over the Eagles. A lot of people, Yeah, we got to talk about that game at some yeah, point, right? Yes. A lot of people 
did not want the uh, the Cowboys to play their starters, right? They were mm. criticizing them for leaving yeah. Dak in. It sounds like this game went about as perfectly as possible for Mike McCarthy, right? The offense, I believe, scored scored on five straight drives to open the game. Uh, the defense got stops in the second half. I don't think you suffered any big injuries, and you built some you know momentum and confidence going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I thought this game ended up about as perfect as you could hope for. It, it you you gained confidence. Your offense got some rhythm. I mean, I don't really care who was going out there. They were out there throwing the football well. They were actually yep. out there executing well. Um, you know, they 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 beat a, a, the, a backup Eagles team the way that they were supposed to. Um, you know, I, I think there was lots of room for this to kind of be not a disaster, but just to kind of leave a bad taste in the mouth potentially. But they, you know, they went out there. Uh, you know, the defense kind of looked a little bit slippery early on, but I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, it's a, it's a run, it's a run based yeah. offense uh, that has a lot that you prepare for in the run game. Um, and, you know, they are kind of <laughs> on to other things at certain, at a certain point, and they are playing a whole bunch of different players uh, and, and kind of getting prepared for that sort of thing. And, and especially on the personnel side of who was Eagles were playing, it was a little bit kind of getting, getting, used to I don't think that that's the kind of thing that necessarily would have played in a regular game where you you are actually preparing for your opponent and you know who is playing half the positions on offense so uh I I think for the most part they got in there uh the the players that were trying to hit like statistical landmarks in the season did what they needed to do Uh, and then once once a lot of those guys once Zeke got a thousand yards once uh, Dak got 37 touchdowns um, you know, they, they pulled that, the first offense basically out and, and there was not much left of, the, of what you would call starters. It was mostly right, right. rotational backup guys. And, and, and really the only people that were lingering were on defense for, for the most part and some wide receivers. I, I just think those guys needed to go through a regular work week, right? Yeah. And pop the pads a little bit and keep some of the momentum, right? Like, yes, they didn't play well against the Cardinals, but they were playing pretty well over the last, you know, month. So this is a good way to make sure the confidence is high. Whenever you score 51 points in a game, I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to go into the playoffs feeling like there's any kind of rust, right? I think they're going to feel, I think they're going to be confident going into this game. Absolutely. And they should. And, and, and look, I mean, I think, you know, you and I should toot our horns a little bit too, because I, I a lot of it, we got to talk about Cedric Wilson, you know, and what happens when they start targeting Cedric Wilson on equal mm-hmm. levels as some of these other guys and he, he returned and, and he, he really showed you, a big return on investment there. And, and and so I think it was good to get some of these, you know, now that Gallup's gone uh, for the for rest of the season, it was good to kind of get Wilson more targets in there. Because, I mean, A, because he's going to get them since he's now the yep. third wide receiver. And B, it's been very clear that the more that they've been able to target him, uh, he's been able to rely, uh, reliably give them solid uh, snaps, uh, which, you know, can, can kind of stabilize this offense, which, you know, had been pretty high variance, you know, going – going almost exclusively through Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. So I, I think getting Wilson in there, Dalton Schultz again had had two big touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, I think they, they kind of laid out a good formula for a little bit more stability in the passing game, which opened things up in the run game for Zeke and everybody. Uh, I, I just think it kind of helped them get the proper chemistry of their offense, the balance of, of the inside and outside pass game, the inside and outside run games kind of more finely tuned uh, going into the playoffs and getting ready for more, you know, obviously heavy hitter opponents. 
The Cowboys also um, <clears throat> had multiple players break records last night and you yeah. know, team records. So I'm going to ask you, which one was your favorite? Was it Dak Prescott throwing for the most touchdowns in franchise history in a season? Was it Ezekiel Elliott going over 1,000 yards and going over 1,200 total yards in six straight seasons? Or was it the Cowboys scoring a NFL record 22 or having 22 players score touchdowns over the course of the season? I mean, I think they're all great records. I think, you know, I mean, I, I, let me just touch on all of them real quick because I, I think the 1,250 yards, I think, for Zeke is just impressive, especially in this day of age. You, you, you know, you say what you want about him. Mm-hmm. I think that's an impressive longevity and, and, and stability uh, at the position that, that, that doesn't get, you know, that, that doesn't produce <laughs> and doesn't have longevity and doesn't have stability. Uh, I think that the the, uh, the 21 players or 22 players. 22 players, yeah. They, 22 is where they ended up, yeah. That, I mean, to me, I love that stat so much because to me that really, um, it really is a, a, a bellwether. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a calling card for this offense, right? It just shows you what this offense is about. It's about, yeah, they've got superstars, but they also are getting the ball to whoever's open. And, and, and the superstars are opening the way for, for, for any, everyone can eat in this offense. I think that that was a really cool kind of indicator of, of, of you know exactly what kind of offense the Dallas you know or calling card for the Dallas Cowboys. Do you want me to do you want me to read you the names of everybody who scored a touchdown this year for Dallas because it's kind of hilarious. Yes, let's hear it real quick. Okay, uh, in order of more, most touchdowns scored: Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz. That's kind of funny. Uh, Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, Ceedee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Malik Turner, Trevon Diggs, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin. Dak had uh, a rushing touchdown. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Anthony Brown, Corey Clement, Chauncey Golston, Jaquan Hardy, Demarcus Lawrence, Sean McEwen, Ito Smith, Terrence Steele, Carlos Watkins, Nation Wright. Just incredible. <laughs> and 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 the and the 37 touchdowns in the season thing for Dak. I mean, the reason that is really impressive more than anything is obviously just what a, what a comeback from from where he was a year ago. That's just incredibly impressive and, and super proud for Dak. So all those records were, were meaningful, uh, uh, you know, as much as individual records are meaningful. Uh, and they all kind of mean different things for each one of those folks, including the team one. Uh, I want to talk about some guys in this game, Landon, who had some good performances that we might not talk about because we move on so yeah. fast in the NFL, right? Like this yeah. game happened on Saturday night, and all of a sudden we forget it. So let's just go through really quickly some guys that played well. Um, Matt Farniak, like we really yeah. haven't seen him at all. He was a seventh round wow. pick, uh, an offensive, or he's a center. And he had the big block on, I believe it was Hardy's touchdown. Like, I don't yeah. know if he's ever going to be a starting offensive lineman, but to go in there and make a pancake block like that was pretty cool to see. I think he can he make himself a, a useful backup, you know, as soon as re- uh, next year. I mean, I, yeah. I thought that he was a guy in training camp who, you know, didn't really show anything early on, but by the time the end of training camp kind of had rolled around, he had shown himself as someone who, was at least separating himself from the kind of, you know, like free agent guys that they picked mm-hmm. up off the street. You, you could see he had a little bit of talent there. So, uh, yeah, it was. It's always great to watch those guys. And we're going to talk obviously about I'm sure about some of the other guys like Bakamu and all those guys that we mm-hmm. saw too. That, that like, I that we got a chance to see in training camp, and then we haven't really seen for over a year, and to see how they've kind of developed. Uh, d- another one, Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. played 52 snaps game. in this game, eight pressures. Six hurries, one sack, one quarterback hit. He really has developed, you know, kind of, we've been waiting so long for him to become, you know, a nice rotational player. And it seems like he's finally gotten there. And it's crazy. He's so young still. I mean, he, you know, he came into the league so young. I think he, 
yeah, I think he's, he came to the league at 20, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, just so, so young and, and, but with now with all that experience built in, he's really ascending and he still has plenty of years left in the league. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the Cowboys do with him at the end of the year. Yeah. So since week 10, he's had at, lo- at least two pressures in every single game. The only one he didn't, uh, was week 12 against the Raiders. Um, wow. he didn't play very many snaps in that one, but, uh, since week 13, four, two, 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 eight, like, not a not a dominant player, but somebody that can come in there and give you some pressure. That's incredibly exactly useful. Yeah. Incredibly useful. You know, like they they put him all over the place too. They line. He's one of the other guys that they will line up inside and line up all over. So kudos to Armstrong. Producing do you do you remember year. last year Jerry Jones? Anytime he went on the radio, was talking about Dorrance Armstrong, how they were so yeah. impressed with his progression. I think you're yeah. seeing it now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know it's funny. It's it's like sometimes Jerry says things and we make fun of him, and and then they you know like a long time later it all comes true it, and we forget about it. like like Parsons uh, being a pressure player. I, mm-hmm. I remember you know that that whole conversation when that first happened out of the draft. People were saying that and we're like he's not going to be like that. They're just trying to sell us the pick. And here we are. Look at them. I mean, I think he's obviously one of the top pressure players in the league. So uh, uh, yeah, another one, Terrence Steele. Um, he yeah. played 530 snaps this season. Only gave up two sacks. Uh, one was in Denver in that game where he had to start at left tackle. The other one is against Kansas City in a game where he had to start at left tackle. Other than that, really good, especially as a run blocker. I thought he was good in this game as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be another guy that is going to make things interesting over the offseason to see exactly where the Cowboys end up with what what they're going to do with him. I mean, just as a starter, backup swing, is he going to start competing again? Because clearly he's given you a lot of good snaps over the season, and they've you know invested quite a bit in, in, in snaps for him. And he's really shown you not only in season but in the offseason that he's willing to put in the effort to, uh, to take it to the next level. Yeah, last year he played uh... – he had 616 pass blocking snaps, gave up 48 pressures. Uh, this year he had 530 pass blocking snaps, 31 pressures. So quite a bit better season in terms of pass blocking. But where I think he's really improved is oh, as a yeah. run blocker, right? Absolutely. That's that's really where you're seeing the most growth from him. Uh, anybody else you want to mention from this game that you thought played well? Boss man. You know, I, I think, you know, number 24 really showed up and, 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 you know, obviously with Brown down with the Brown down with the, uh, with the, uh, with COVID, wasn't he in the COVID protocol or was he injured? Yeah. He's, he's in COVID. COVID uh, yeah. You know, he, he was obviously going to get a ton of snaps um, and they clearly uh, were trying to kind of target him or at least, you know, they were looking his way a lot. And I thought he responded fantastically. I mean, he, he almost should have had that interception, obviously ended up in leading into a, a, a kind of terrible, mm-hmm. Uh, converting on that first drive where they were moving the ball it ended up being a, you know, a big conversion for for the Eagles and kind of continuing that. But I think he catches that. And and I think we're talking about Joseph leading out of this, out of this game. I, I think he had a lot of tackles. He showed you he's physical in the run game. He's, he pulls the trigger and comes downhill quickly in, in zones. And when, when the ball gets thrown underneath and he's solid tackler, he made that really great tackle in the open field uh, mm-hmm. by himself, which was just super impressive to see him come downfield quick, gather himself and then make the solid tackle. So uh, I think, you know, I'm really excited with the way he's playing football right now uh, and to the point where I think he's going to be able to help you immediately starting next week. You're going to be able to probably look at the, uh, at the, at the different combinations and say, do I, would I rather have Jordan Lewis in the nickel and Brown on the outside, 
or would I rather have Anthony Brown on the inside playing the nickel and, and Kelvin Joseph on the outside with, with Diggs? I think that is probably where they – or at least they'll, they'll rotate him. It's just – it's good to have another guy that you feel very comfortable yeah. – at least I would feel very comfortable about putting out there and, and, and playing good football. I also think we should mention Nation right? Like he wasn't bad in this game. He got yeah. 71 snaps. Uh, he got beat one time for like a 25-yard game. But other than that, didn't really notice him. And for a third-round pick to go in there and not be awful, it's pretty great. We knew he was really raw coming into into his rookie season. Uh, I thought he showed well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that he even on that uh, fake punt, you know, he was in cover. He was in. You just need to turn position his right there. He, he, that's just that's a difficult assignment asking you to turn around when you're kind of playing that yeah. inside. Uh, punt block guy and suddenly you're turning around and playing in coverage so um yeah i thought i thought that uh the, the the young corners showed us that we have you know kind of a bright future here especially in the in the corner in the secondary which is a great spot to have uh, kind of young players developing and you still got anthony brown you still got jordan yep. lewis next year and obviously Diggs is coming back so uh you know one place you're not going to be too concerned about i think going into next year is is your cornerback room uh all right, let's take one more quick break. We'll talk more about the game, more about this matchup here in a little bit. But we want to tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Uh, a couple other guys that people were mentioning here on on uh, YouTube. Terrell Basham, I thought he had a nice little game. Yeah. Um, Tristan Hill had a couple nice pressures. He did, um, including, I think, his first sack, or at least half sack, I think he got. Yeah. A- anybody else you want to mention? Uh, you know, I thought that, that, uh, Leighton Vander Esch was a little bit played up and down. You know, there was a couple of yeah. plays where he, he got absolutely destroyed by a tight end on, on some run fits, but he kind of redeemed himself later with the, with the interception, and a couple other tackles that I thought you, were good. Do you Go know ahead. who I don't want to see next week? I do not want to see anything yeah. part of Keanu Neal on the field. Keanu Neal. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he got injured anyways, but yeah, I think that experiment at the linebacker position is done. And frankly, I, I thought that Luke Gifford, Lou Gifford is starting to grow in a way that I think he should take some of these snaps. You know, I mean, when I've been, when he's been out there, he hasn't been as terrible as, as you know, I would expect he's developed. I mean, he's just a a young guy that I think works hard at it. So I I think it's time to start maybe giving him those snaps anyways. Uh, You know, not, not, you know, starting snaps, but that, that backup rotational linebacker snaps as, I mean, if, if it's between him or Keanu Neal, give, get, get, Luke Gifford on the on the on the field in early downs, uh, and then in, in the late downs, frankly, second down on, yeah, you, you yeah. use a combination of of Wilson and uh, Curse, and you know if Mukamu, if you want to start rotating him in some of these safety bigger safety types, because I think they're going to be more useful to you, to be honest. Um, all right, so we got just a couple of minutes before we head out. Let's let's just kind of dive from a ten thousand foot view into this 49er Cowboy matchup. What mm. makes you the most nervous? Where do you think the Cowboys have the biggest advantage? Uh, what do you think? Well, I, I think that the Cowboys uh, are going to probably 
have an advantage uh, throwing the football. I mean, I think that that's one of the areas. I mean, it's going to be difficult blocking it up. They're going to get. They're going to face a ferocious pass rush, uh, but I think that they can win on the outside. Um, I think running the football is going to be a little bit tough. You know, the, the 49ers front mm-hmm. seven is, is really, really scary, it's, especially at the linebacker position when they get uh, – is it Greenblood or Drew? Uh, Green, uh, Greenlaw. 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 Yeah, I think they're getting him back. Former Cowboy, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, yep. they, get, they, they get him Our back. Our guy that Cowboys liked a lot in the pre-draft process. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We were, we were just hoping he would get uh, – Yeah. Go with us. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, he – I think that that's going to be a, a, a uphill slog. I think on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, look, Jimmy Garoppolo has played pretty decent football, but I think I would rather play Jimmy Garoppolo than Kyler Murray. You know, I think they're, you know, they're going to keep try to keep him on schedule. They're going to try to keep him, you know, clean and, and, and making the reads and pulling the trigger quickly and getting the ball to guys like Debo Samuel and, and Ayuk and, and getting yak and, and, and obviously, uh, you know, just spreading the ball out around. So the Cowboys have got to find a way to get to him, disrupt him, get him off his game. You know, he's still not completely healthy yet. He's no. not probably not going to be completely healthy next week either. Obviously, it was enough to get through the game, but you got to find a way to exacerbate it a little bit more than I think the Rams were able to, especially as that game developed, that you have to find a way to get to him. Uh, and then where they're at a real disadvantage is, you know, it, it's that pass rush is going to be ferocious. The, the the 49ers offensive line is, is really solid too, especially mm-hmm. if they're getting Trent Williams back. Um, those are areas where I have concerns uh, and they're, they're physical running the football and they have, it's a very physical and, and varied run game. It's a lot like the Cowboys run game in a lot of ways, except maybe kind of inversed in the you know zone versus power reads numbers. And, and the, the, here's the thing. This game is just going to be about tackling. It's, it's yeah. really that simple. Like, the 49ers do not throw the ball down the field at all. They'll do it once or twice a game, and that's about it. Everything else is going to be into the middle of the field or behind the line of scrimmage, and they're just going to dare you to tackle Debo Samuel. And the Rams didn't do it today, right? And that's the reason why they lost is they, they just couldn't tackle. Yeah. If the Cowboys come out and they just try to arm tackle and it's one-on-one tackles and they're not get, gang tackling, they're going to lose. But yeah. if you are flying to the football – and wrapping up, you can win this game, and I think you can win it going away. Like this offense just has yeah. a really hard time creating chunk plays if it's not after the catch. Yep. Um, the one thing that the 49ers can, they struggle with is the teams that just beat them up front, like just physically dominate. Like we saw them against the Titans a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night game. Titans couldn't do anything on offense, but they were just kind of physically imposed their will on the defensive line. Like their front four just dominated and the 49ers had no answer. Uh, we kind of seen that trend all year long. So this is a game in which, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Parsons are just going to have to win their matchups. And if they do, I think they'll be fine. I agree. You know, I think that if the Cowboys can you know, survive that kind of initial onslaught, their offense should be able to outpace this offense as far as scoring points if they're playing the way that we hope they, they do. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think that you know, ultimately it comes down to who do you trust as quarterback more. And obviously, I think to, for most people would pick Dak over, over Jimmy G, despite how Jimmy G Jimmy plays, played good football here. But he's still hurt. Uh, yep. You know, they just played a very emotional, difficult game against a, a division rival. Um, and, and you know, they, they, you know, they're kind of they took all their gas into this game. So the Cowboys have a real opportunity to get in there, play this game at home, 
put the throat down, put the foot on the throat early, uh, and then just gas these guys out and 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 try to walk away and see who who you get in the division round. So it's a good opportunity for the Cowboys. Uh, I think it's 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 not an easy matchup by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I think there is clearly ways for the Cowboys to win. And and this is you know it it seems like a a, a dangerous kind of combo, uh, but I think you could look at that for any 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 matchup the Cowboys would play in, in these NFC teams. They're all very good. So do you want to go ahead and guess what the line is on this game? Five points. Yeah. Five, five and a half, depending on your sports book. Five and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's, that sounds right. I mean, that's obviously what I came up with on my, on the top of my brain, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't like, know why it's, it stresses me out, but listen, this is Cowboy 49er playoff football. What's better than that? Right. I mean, it's, it's, if the cow, like, look, I don't want to speak into existence, but if the Cowboys are going to win a Super Bowl, if they're going to go to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, it feels like it's only right that we have to make a stop, you know, along the way with San Francisco somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 not. It makes me nervous. It makes thirteen year old Dallas fan landed McCool in 1993 nervous to hear the 49ers and the Cowboys in the playoffs because it's always an incredible game. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm terribly terribly excited. It's so fun. If you're gonna make the playoffs or if you're gonna win the Super Bowl, you're probably gonna have to go through the 49ers, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Ben Roethlisberger, right? That's just the path. Oh right? my god! <laughs> <laughs> just say it's possible. That's a scenario that could happen, right? Oh, uh, that's good. I hope uh, so. All right, uh, that is it for today's show. We'll be back on Tuesday. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to have uh, some all twenty-two stuff later in the week. We're going to have uh, obviously a lot of preview stuff for this game. We don't even know when this game is going to be yet. It could be Saturday afternoon. It could be Monday night. We, we have no idea later. We'll, we'll find out later tonight. But uh, continue to download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thanks for uh, listening all season long, guys. We, we really thanks, appreciate guys. it. This is our last regular season uh, uh, podcast, right? Because everything after this is technically playoff it's, podcasting. It's playoff, so. it's playoff season, buddy. We Thank you guys it. so much for every, this fantastic season. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time.